Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. Hope the weather's beautiful where you are. It finally is starting to get that way here. The phone number is 877-97-ERIC, 877-973-7425. I actually want to start this hour with some phone calls because I had a lot to say in the last hour and we had some breaking news and people are waiting on hold. So I want to go first to Ruth Mary. Welcome to the program. How are you? I'm fine. Good afternoon. Um, I was going to try and call in concerning all those other subjects that you talked about and those poopy heads up in D.C. (laughs) That gets me too riled up, so I decided I'm going to take the least riled up subject for me, Aaron Rodgers. And no matter what, Aaron had said, whether he came forward at the very beginning, that he wasn't vaccinated, yes, he did lie in that, but if he had come out and said, no, I'm not vaccinated, I live a healthy life, blah, 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 they would have raked him over the coals anyways. You would have had the same montage that yep. you played, whether he did or didn't, and why he hasn't taken the shot, if he had uh, medical reasons for not having it, that's none of our business or their business. So mm-hmm. he didn't have to tell them, oh, because there's something in there that I'm allergic to or blah, blah, blah. And if his doctor and is satisfied with what he's doing, who are we to say he's an idiot? He's not. The yeah, media. Rosemary, you know, I'm, I'm glad you say this because for years, one of the mantras on the left has been uh, don't come between a patient and their doctor. And suddenly it, it doesn't matter about your pay, your relationship with your doctor. It matters what the uh, doctor talking heads on TV tell you to do, uh, which is it's just kind of I'm convinced these people are traumatized by COVID and can't think rationally at this point. And these are the same people who said nothing about that big wedding that uh what's her name pelosi just uh did even right. though and they were all unmasked and even though they had to show proof that they were vaccinated then how come we still are being told we have to be vaccinated you know whether because there's breakthrough um cases so we should still practice the six feet away and all this other stuff and then then for us to be told that the um immigrants here that are coming over well they're only going to be here temporarily where they don't have to be vaccinated well i go to the store temporarily i go to work temporarily but i still have to be vaccinated so you know this is the same press they they just they're irritating yeah well (laughs) they are and it's not it it is a a bunch of progressives in the press as well and thank you for the phone call and you know i was talking to a buddy of mine the other day who will go nameless who works for a company in atlanta georgia get this This is his company policy. This is the most absurd anti-science thing I've ever heard of. And it's a tech company. You would think a tech company might be up on the science. But no, no, no. This is is so absurd. At his company, you must be vaccinated. You must show proof of your vaccination. But still, you must wear a mask in the office and twice a week, get tested for COVID. You have to be vaccinated, mandatory vaccines, mandatory mask wearing, and mandatory twice a week COVID testing, even though you have to be vaccinated. It is absurd. These people are all traumatized. This is, y'all, this is not about, this is not about they want to control your life. I know that's the easy, simplistic way a lot of people are gravitated. Oh, they just want to control me. That that's that's the very simple way to explain what's happening, and it's not that simple. It is very simple, just not in that way. 
It is simply they were all convinced we could get rid of this and they cannot accept the failure to do so. That's what's happening. They cannot accept we will never get to COVID zero. And they can't let it go now. They're scared little babies who have to be coddled against a virus that is never going away. And it's unfortunate that they're that traumatized. Ash, you're going to be next on the program. Ash, welcome. How are you? Hi, Mr. Erickson. I I had uh, two points. One is that in this climate uh, uh, where they had this conference, they have never mentioned anything about the population control, which is having all this problem in the future. And in that case, Afghanistan, they, they, uh, Mr. Beasley, who is for the Food World Program, he says people are hungry, but all those children are born and they should have some way of population control because that is going to be the biggest issue with all government spending more and more all over the world. So undeveloped countries should be given money well, under that condition. I, I Bring you up to speed, Ash, today at the COP20 whatever thingy it is. Today is Population Day, where they have inflated a giant baby to float over the crowd to remind people that they should limit the number of children they're having in the name of saving the planet. Now, this is Malthusianism. It's actually not so. We know now that uh, the world can sustain higher populations and we should not be dissuading people from having families. In fact, I advocate large families. My wife and I would have loved to have more kids. Uh, We couldn't. Um, We would have loved to. I think you should have uh, as many as you can. I know I got a friend of mine who's got more than 12 and I'm like, okay, maybe that much. At least not for me. Um, I, I, w- I would like to get back to sleep, but man, if we could have had one or two more kids, it's kind of sad to see my kids cry. So they're 16 and 12 now. The 12-year-old will be 13 next month. My oldest is, is my daughter, my uh, youngest, my son. And it's neat to watch them grow into the people they're going to be, but it's also kind of sad. Now, that actually transitions me perfectly to where we need to go right now. I can't emphasize enough. Take the politics out of it. I'm just a student of politics. I've run campaigns. I've been a successful candidate for office. I've worked on campaigns. I've managed campaigns. I've steered campaigns, designed campaigns, executed campaigns, lost campaigns, won campaigns. I've won way more than I've lost. And watching the Biden administration and the Democrats right now, I can't help but think they've forgotten how to campaign for office. They're doing things you should not do if you want to win re-election. Now, I know there will be progressives out there who say, well, maybe it's because they really believe it. Maybe it's because they're not putting winning ahead of doing the right thing. And if the right thing costs them, they're fine with it. No, they're not. They're politicians. Politicians want to win office. And Joe Biden would like to mitigate the damage that's going to happen because he's going to be president till 2024. Now, stop it, conspiracy theorists. No, we're not going there. Well, no, he's not. He's going to leave. We're not going off on the side rails here. We're not going down the rabbit hole. No, he's going to be president until 2024. Joe Biden knows 
If the Republicans control Congress, not only is there very little he can get done, but also everything he does do executively, they can haul him up before Congress and make it painful for him. He would like to mitigate the damage. Even if he can't hold on, he might be able to hold on to the Senate. And they seem willfully trying to lose. I give you the suburbs. In the American suburbs, you need to understand a couple of things. Moms rule the roost in the suburbs. If you are a married man, you can think all day long about the biblical structure of the family that you are the head of the household. And at the end of the day, you live in fear of pissing off your wife. It's just the truth. We all are there. We might as well admit it that at the end of the day, no man wants to be on the wrong side of his wife as I was this morning when she had done all the laundry and I forgot about my dirty clothes. Oh my Lord. You never want to be on the wrong side of your wife's fury. Women rule the roost. You know, C.S. Lewis in Mere Christianity, when he explains, I love this passage in Mere Christianity, explaining why does God make the man the head of the household? And essentially, Lewis says, and I'm just paraphrasing here, that the, the wife is the secretary of the interior. She handles the all of the interior goings on of the household, and the man must be the secretary of external relations. He's the head of the household because he's got to be the chief diplomat. When have you ever known a mother to put someone else before her family? A man occasionally has to step in and say, no, dear, we have to let them get away with it this time, and the wife will burn with rage for the rest of her life. I, I was actually, I was uh, worked on a campaign. I, I won't go into, into who it was, but I worked for a candidate one time, and he ran, he ran a campaign. This was in 1994 when I, I was I was a teenager, fell into politics, running running races, was, was actually not running this race. I was a, a volunteer working on coalitions, and it was the nasty way for the Democrats, wave of Republicans coming in. The Democrats got really nasty towards the end. And my candidate's opponent, the Democrat, just savaged everything about him, assassinated his character, went after his family, did everything to try to win, and lost. All the Democrats got a drubbing in 94. First time Republicans had taken back Congress in 40 years. And four years later, four years, not two, four years later, the candidate I had worked with had to be on a panel with the guy he beat four years later. And I'm with his wife. And the candidate and that guy, they're on stage and they are just chummy, buddy, buddy, like they had been long lost friends. And I'll never forget the candidate's wife looking at me. Her arms are crossed. She looks at me. She says, it's so nice he can get along with him now. I will hate that SOB for the rest of my life. <laughs> it's true. It's true. There is a difference between men and women. And in the suburbs, the moms rule the roost. And this is what the Democrats have forgotten. It was suburban women and men who drifted towards Joe Biden. You know, Biden actually did a better with suburban men than women. Because the women, they don't like it when you put girls or when you put boys on their girls' teams. They really don't like it. They want their daughter to get that scholarship. I'm trying to get my daughter to go out for the shooting team or golf team or something to really segment herself 
from other kids because you know if you get your if you get your daughter into golf or shooting or something like that uh, uh they they're scholarships for them and a lot of girls don't compete for those so it gives you a leg up on the scholarships my daughter's not interested but you put your girl on the track team and suddenly she's competing against a boy who's declared himself to be a girl you got a problem with the moms you start screwing up their 401ks, you got a problem with everybody in the suburbs. And guess what? The stock market's doing okay right now, but yesterday it was down over 200 points. But inflation is spooking the markets. Right now as I'm speaking, and this is subject to change, right now as I'm speaking, the Dow is down 137 points. NASDAQ is up 103 points. S&P up four. That's not bad, but inflation will wreak havoc in the markets. The markets know it. And inflation is running hotter than anyone expected. You start messing with the suburban 401ks of America, they will take you out. You start messing with their daughter's scholarship opportunities, they will take you out. And you start telling their kids that they're either oppressors or permanently oppressed by introducing critical race theory into their schools, they will burn you down. Every hour of this program, I sit down. Everyone always thinks I have a script or something. I don't. I talk off the top of my head. But I have bullet points. Here, I want to talk about these topics in this hour, and here are some relevant links if I forget the stuff. I want to talk about these in this hour, and I give each hour a name. I give each hour a title. I give each hour a title because my producer then cuts up the hour and puts it as a podcast. If you text the word SHOW to 33777, you can get the link to the podcast. Listen later. This hour... I gave it the title, Don't F with Suburban Voters. It's the title for the podcast for this hour, and it's true. You cannot mess with their children's scholarships. You cannot mess with their children's education, and you cannot mess with their family's 401ks. And when you get rid of the gifted programs in schools, and you introduce critical theory, and you put boys on the sports teams, and you mess up the markets that mess up their 401k and introduce inflation, so the cost of a gallon of milk goes up, you are messing with suburban moms, and they will burn you to the ground at the ballot box. It is like the Biden administration and the Democrats right now are thinking, what do we need to do to win in 2022? All right, let's do the opposite. All righty. I got to, this story might infuriate some of you, and this gets to messing with the suburbs. This is from the Daily Caller, Chrissy Clark. Scottsdale school board member publicized parents' social security numbers, divorce proceedings, financial records in effort to track outspoken parents. This is in Arizona. Parents with children enrolled in the Scottsdale Unified School District were appalled when they uncovered that one of the district school board members had editing access to a Google Drive that included personal pictures and information on a slew of outspoken parents, including their social security numbers, the divorce proceeding, and financial records. Mother Kim Stafford uncovered a Google Drive link when school board president Jan Michael Greenberg sent her an email accusing her of anti-Semitic comments against billionaire George Soros. Greenberg sent Stafford a screenshot of his desktop which included a since-deleted Google Drive URL reviewed by the Daily Caller. The drive was available to anyone who had the link. Stafford shared the link with her friends, including Mother Amanda Ray, 
who told the Daily Caller she was disgusted when she saw that the drive included pictures of her 8- and 10-year-old daughters. Parents have since dubbed the Google Drive an online dossier. The folders housed within the dossier are labeled SUSD wackos. That would be for the Unified School District wackos, SUSD press conference psychos and anti-mask lunatics, among others. Included under press conference psychos was a video that showed parents calmly holding signs that read CRT is racist and SUSD we demand transparency. The dossier takes specific aim at the Concerned Parent Group Community Advocacy Network, CAN, administrators and found founders of CAN's active Facebook group. Ray, one of the concerned parents and leaders of CAN, was a top target. The folder had a credit deed of trust from Desert Financial Federal Credit Union, her mortgage, information about her Airbnb property, and pictures of her children. Ray told the Daily Caller that her first dust-up with the school board was in January when she criticized Greenberg for making a political rant during a school board meeting that's supposed to be nonpartisan. I'm just a parent. I'm not a public official, she said. Parents have largely been concerned with the school board's handling of mask mandates and their lack of transparency. This is absurd. The school board is supposed to be a represent the parents for decision-making on their kids' schools. They're elected representatives, and they're treating the people who elect them as the bad guys. Y'all, this goes to the whole world suburbs. The Democrats have forgotten how to win elections, it seems like. They are going to war with the very people who put them in office, the voters. And those voters are suburban moms. Remember the soccer mom trend? What were all the mom trends? There was the soccer mom trend. Uh, there was the, the Walmart mom trend. There's the Target shopper trend. On and on, they come up with all these little trends to explain voters. The Whole Foods parents, you name it. My gosh, and they're going to war with all of them. Putting up opposition research dossiers on the parents who attend school board meetings is like something, you just don't do that. They're just parents. They vote to put you there. This, is, this isn't going to, you know, I just, I, I'm, I'm actually flabbergasted by this. I, I don't care who you are. you got to understand how the politics of this is just bad. It really is like the Democrats are, have made a list of all the things they need to do to win the election, and they're going to do just the opposite. You do not go to war with suburban parents. Virginia confirms that. It is the sub suburbs of Virginia that lost that election for Terry McAuliffe, and black mothers did not show up to vote for him. They stayed home. They wouldn't vote Republican, but they stayed home. It's brutal. And my gosh, it seems like they, they just can't help it at this point. Howdy. It is Eric Erickson here. It is 35 after the hour, and the phone number is 877-973-7425 if you wish to call it. I, I got to, before I get to these calls, and, and just be patient with me, like give me two minutes here. I, I made a mistake. I'm batting a thousand on this. I, I marked somebody. He's a traffic engineer in, in the Atlanta area. He emailed me yesterday and he had a question how do you reconcile religions with uh postmodernism with with the statement that in postmodernism uh it is your truth that becomes relevant not objective truth and is it it true that uh, each religion has its own truth well yes and no uh, there are plenty of books about this i, I could have recommended to him uh, that uh, we're talking your individual personal truth not a, co a group collective of truth of a religion 
There's a big difference between what you and I assert is true versus what uh, the mass consciousness of society says this is true. In postmodernism, it's what you think matters, not what the consensus to what actually is true is or what actually really is true. But it turns out, of course, that really wasn't his point. He, he decided that he's one of those angry atheists who emails and wants to insist that he's true. And, and then he throws in that that uh, he wins these debates all the time. And people just, they stop debating with him because they can't. I'm like, I wouldn't, dude, I wouldn't even debating with you. Go read Alvin Plantinga. Uh, I'm, I'm done. I just, atheists are always the angriest people. They need Jesus in their life. I, I, I don't, I don't understand why an atheist feels the need to be combative with other people. Um, it just, it, it is a bizarre thing, particularly in this business. And given what I did, listen, uh, very few radio show hosts I realize will talk about faith issues on their, on their talk radio show. It's part of who I am. So I'm happy to do it, but man, I'm not debating people on email about it. You, you got to live it to understand it. There's no reason for me to argue with you about it. And uh, I, I just, the fact that they can't actually come out and say, I'd like to have this conversation. Instead, they come in it with their own little parlor trick. It's just, it's the most aggravating thing. Atheists, you're more than welcome to email me and I'm happy to sit down and have a conversation with you. But don't try to drag me into your own personal jihad against religion through an email campaign. Now, let's go to the phones. John, you are going to be up first. Welcome. Hey, Eric. How you doing today? I'm great. How about yourself? Doing good. So I'm trying to understand the infrastructure bill vote that took place last week. Why would the moderates agree to vote for the Build Back Better bill when the squad was not required to vote for the infrastructure bill? Well, that's the open question here, John. I'm glad you asked this this question because there are growing doubts that the moderates will support it since the progressives didn't support infrastructure. Uh, and, and the moderates can say we were going to, but you progressives wouldn't support us, so we're not supporting you. Uh, Joe Manchin has actually come out in the last uh, several hours and said he thinks they may need to put it on hold till next year anyway. Uh, I, for the life, we, we need to actually just pause on that one and go to this one. Why did 13 Republicans support it when Nancy Pelosi couldn't even get her own cats to, to be herded in the same direction? I mean, look. That's a a whole different question. On a policy matter, I understand why these Republicans support it. I disagree with them, but I understand they had legitimate policy issues that they supported that were in the bill and that they wanted to advance. That's fine. That's a separate matter from the strategy of giving Nancy Pelosi the votes necessary to pass it when she could not get her own votes to pass it. Um, That, I think, was terrible. And, And several of these members of Congress reached out and tried to explain themselves. I'm like, guys. I, I totally understand why you wanted this thing. I get it. You, you got money for your districts. I get it. I disagree on the bill. I would have voted against it, but I understand why you've supported it. But why would you do this when the Democrats couldn't even get their own house in order? You just gave them a win several days after the Virginia loss. You could have kept their losses coming, and instead you helped them out. That's the problem. Uh, but, yeah, these moderates. Yeah, yeah, I just it, – they could at least waited a few weeks before they voted for it. Yeah, they so could have. The Democrats talk yes. in, their, in their defeat. They should have. But, but the other part of the question is, no one seems to be calling the squad out. It's only known in, in the media, because, right. of course, they support the squad. But they're not calling the squad out for not voting for the bill as well and supporting President Biden and Nancy right. Pelosi. 
Yeah, it, listen, the, the media is always going to give the squad a pass. I, I remark all the time, I actually had a had a reporter at CNN get mad at me for saying this, and, and when we engaged with each other on it, he actually conceded it was true that most members of the mainstream media outside of Fox are closer to AOC than they are to the moderate Democrats. So they're they're okay. Some of them are further to the left than AOC, but so they're they're going to give them cover as much as they can. And I mean, we just can't get honest and fair coverage about any of this stuff. John, thanks very much for the phone call. It's so so frustrating how this is covered. And John's right. Notice there has not been any major belly aching about the progressives not passing infrastructure, but you know there will be a cacophony of condemnation from the press. Don't you love my alliteration there? A cacophony of condemnation, the moderates, if they refuse to pass, build back better. Rooster, it's been a while. How are you, man? I'm doing really, really awesome. Great. Let's really, go really awesome. So you were talking about the Democrats actually going after the, the people who put them in office, right? Yep. I got, I got, a, I got a, a, a reason for that. So uh, whenever you ever look at communism or socialism, they will get into power, whatever it takes to get into power. And once they've gotten into power and taken the guns away and taken everybody's, everybody's repercussions away, then they start going after the people they don't like. Yep. That's true. That's what's going on. They think they have complete power. Yeah, they, and they do. And they're just going after the people they don't like. That, that, that's that's a fair point. They're, they're going after people they don't like, and unfortunately, they have not yet gotten for them, unfortunately. They haven't gotten to the point where they actually do control everything, and the voters are about to throw them out of office. And that I, as well, I think there's something there. And Rooster, it's good to hear from you. Thanks for the phone call. There is a there is, there is something else there, too, to amplify and, and, and kind of shift the direction on Rooster's point, that the Democrats know that blowback is coming from the voters, and they're angry about it. And they're letting their anger come through now instead of trying to mitigate it. And that's part of the problem for them. Now, here's something they should be angry about. Y'all, I got to play you a piece of audio. Let me rearrange my soundboard here so you can hear this coming through my through my computer. This, this, I got to play this for you. It's going to hurt your head. There is an account on Twitter. It's called Libs of TikTok. And... It has some of the, the the most bizarre documentation of the mental health crisis progressives in this country are suffering right now. This is a boy who is being asked a question about the difference between uh, well, I, I, something and and some sort of something called the Demi Boy, which is is their their identification gender identity. And you need to listen to the, you. yes, it's going to make your head hurt. I apologize. It is going to make your head hurt. But you do need to listen to this. Everyone in the comments keeps asking me what the difference between Demi Boy and Libra Mask are. So, I'm glad you asked. The main difference between the two are that people who identify as Libra Mask feel more agender than they do partially boy versus people who identify as demi-boy who can be any gender but partially feel like a boy and they might not be another gender either they could just feel partially like a boy and that's okay both of these identities are valid and different from each other 
and people who identify as either Dummy Boy or Libra Mask have their own reasons for identifying that way. And in the end, it comes down to what they feel most comfortable identifying as and what feels most like them. And every Libra Mask and Demi Boy are different from each other. But we love all our Demi Boy buzz. Uh, we're just going to stop it there because I'm going to be nauseous. Libra Mask and a Demi Boy. I don't know what it is, except there's a mental health crisis in this country and it is playing out on TikTok. And instead of getting these people, these kids, mental health therapy, the mental health therapists of America are normalizing. You know, maybe it's maybe it's that there's just not enough capacity. We don't have enough mental health therapists in the country. And so they're like, oh, yeah, that's 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 totally normal now. We're just going to define that as normal. It plays out across TikTok. These teens who are trying to, to explain their gender identity. And this is Libra Mask and Demi Boy. And we've had uh we've had the people who are what Demon Boy and Demon Girl. I'm not making that up. It's a real thing. This is a this is a mental health problem. And we're just kind of watching it. And it's not something to be laughed at, although some of it is is so ridiculous you laugh. And all I can think is, where are the parents? Where are the parents? I I don't understand how we are normalizing kids in this country who have serious mental health issues. And in some cases, it is lashing out at their parents or society or, or what they feel is some level of oppression, that the only way that they can exercise exercise control in their life is to engage in the sexual revolution and define themselves as something other than they are. It is a mental health issue. And it is a mental health issue that there are so many people out there who are willing to normalize this and say it's okay and there's nothing wrong because there is very clearly something wrong with that person. Thinking that any of that is is sort of normal. It's, I don't know if it's an alienated existence. They get bullied and they turn inward and and they, they, they lose control down the rabbit holes of their mind. But something's going on and it ain't right. And there are so many of those. Now, most of those I can't play for you because they're profanity laced. And the whole thing is bizarre and unhinged. And we're supposed to just sit there and say, oh, no, this is normal. This is fine. No, it's not normal, and it's not fine. There are men and there are women. There are boys and girls and girls. There are male and there is female. And for the longest time, we said that uh, you could have your gender. Well, actually, for the longest time, it was gender was a polite way of not using the word sex because our, our society did not like to use the word sex when talking about men and women because sex is sex, you know. So we use the word gender as a polite synonym for using the word sex. And then suddenly they started embracing Latin terms from chemistry and the like and adding cisgender and nonsense to try to say, no, gender is separate from sex. And gender is what you identify as and sex is how you're born. And now suddenly... 
Gender is how you identify and sex is how you identify. Uh, someone sent me a screenshot of a Fortune 500 company yesterday. That Fortune 500 company is making its employees go through diversity, equity, and inclusion training. And one of the questions the employees had to answer is, what is the proper phrasing? Sam was born a boy or Sam was assigned the sex of boy at birth? And the correct answer on the question on the quiz was assigned it at birth. which is crazy. We have allowed the inmates to take over the asylum. And it doesn't end well for any of us, by the way. It certainly doesn't end well for them. Uh, they're, they're clearly struggling with the mental health issue. And the entire apparatus of mental health has been hijacked by progressive activists who are getting rid of the science and embracing the pseudoscience. They say, no, no, there's nothing wrong with your crazy. All the normies, they're the crazy ones. All the normal people, they're the nuts. They're the bigots. We are headed for a, a mental health disaster in this country. But you know what? The Chinese and the Iranians, they're all noticing. God help us all. Now, I want to help you save some money and actually use a company that, that pushes back against this cultural nonsense. Patriot Mobile is a Christian conservative cell phone carrier. A number of years ago, the left decided to create some cell phone companies. They they all they all use the towers. Congress passed a law, so these new cell phone companies they don't have to put their own towers out. They're allowed to use the towers of all the monopolies. And the left created one called Credo Mobile, and their profits were then given to fund the left wing organizations in America. And it's one of the reasons the left has made so many advances in this country is because you've got companies like Credo Mobile that take their profits and then fund the left-wing movement. Well, a friend of mine on the right had the same idea on the right. If they can do it, why can't we do it? And, and he inspired the idea of Patriot Mobile. And they give a portion of their profits to the pro-life movement, to the Second Amendment movement, to the conservative movement, so you can fight back against what the left is doing. It's a great way to combine your resources. You get a service, a good service with great coverage, and their profits then go to fund the things you care about because they are openly Christian and conservative. You can port your phone number over to them. You can get a new phone number. You can move your unlocked cell phone to them or get a new phone number, a new cell phone from them. And they've got great coverage. You can go to patriotmobile.com and you can see their coverage maps. If you go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric, they can give you free activation. They give you discounts if you're first responder, a veteran, NRA, NRA member, and need a lot of lines for your house. But go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric, patriotmobile.com slash E-R-I-C-K, my name, or you can call them 100% U.S.-based customer service, 972-PATRIOT. Tell them I sent you to get that free activation. You'll be doing business with a company that wants your business, that shares your values, and that takes a portion of the profits you help them generate to fund the causes you care about. This hour of the program brought to you by First Liberty Building Alone. FirstLibertyGA.com is their website. If you run a business and you need large loans for your business, six figures and up, you want to buy a building, build a building, buy a fleet of cars, buy all the towels I just bought. My goodness gracious, I just spent a lot of money on that. Nonetheless, go check out First Liberty. First Liberty Building Alone. They make their own lending decisions. FirstLibertyGA.com. Thank you to them for their sponsorship. Uh, Julia just emailed. She says, the whole Demi Boy thing sounds like a valley girl trying to explain string theory. Yes. Yes, like uh, it sure does. <laughs> That's such a great comparison. Oh, my gosh, y'all. Um, have you have y'all heard this? Uh, uh, where is this? I've got the audio. Uh, yes, John Kerry. 
Listen to this. He's confronted by someone about slave labor in China. How in your in the several months of meetings uh, behind the scenes with China, did you bring up some of those very contentious issues, um, such as the use of forced labor in Xinjiang for uh, for building solar panels? How did you address it? And how did you kind of overcome that in reaching this final? Well, we're honest. We're honest about the differences. And we certainly know uh, what they are. And we've articulated them. And but that's not my lane here. That's uh, my job is to be the climate guy. That's not my lane here. My job is to be the climate guy. You are the Secretary of State of the United States and almost President of the United States. The Chinese are not only engaged in slave labor, but in running concentration camps. And your position is that's not my lane. That is absurd. Again, these people, they act like they want to lose. And lose, uh, they might. Kamala Harris, her popularity is worse than Joe Biden's. Have you ever seen the TV show Veep? It is a deeply funny, totally inappropriate uh, show on HBO. It is a comedy about the absurdities of Washington and an idiot vice president. And I swear to you, the Kamala Harris team, they must think it's a documentary. Here she is in France. Listen to how she starts using a French accent to talk to the French people. With us in government, we campaign with the plan. Uppercase T, uppercase P, the plan. And then the environment is such that we're expected to defend the plan. Even when the first time we roll it out, there may be some glitches and it's time to reevaluate and then do it again. How are you how are you so bad at this? We defend the plan. <laughs> how are you so bad at this? Oh my gosh. This woman is a disaster. Her public approval rating is between 25 and 29%. And no, I'm not making that up. That's where the polling averages are. Oh my gosh, she's terrible at this. The terrible, horrible. And you thought these last two years were crazy. Welcome to 2022. It's coming up and nothing makes sense still, especially in business. If you're a small business owner, good luck getting financing from a big bank right now. I can offer you a fantastic solution. If you're looking for $750,000 or more in financing for your business, First Liberty Building and Loan. Let's say you want to buy a new building or you want to refi existing debt or you want to buy a company. Basically, you see opportunity for your business to grow, but you've hit a wall with the mega banks getting financing. That's where First Liberty Building and Loan and my friends, the Frost family, come in. They solve small business financing problems better than anyone I've ever seen. They say yes, where big banks say no. It's that simple. Look, just do this. Spend 10 minutes with them. Call them, First Liberty Building and Loan, say Eric sent you. In 10 minutes, you'll know if you're a good fit for their program. Go to firstlibertyga.com. That's firstlibertyga.com. They help small businesses nationwide in all 50 states. Firstlibertyga.com.